Welcome to the Seed Sowers Podcast. I am Tracy Thomas. And I'm Allison Kane, and we are so glad you joined us today. Proverbs 18.21, the Bible says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We choose to speak life. Hello, this is Tracy. And this is Allison. Welcome back to Seed Sowers Podcast. We apologize for the long delay. I know it's been a couple months since we have posted anything. A um, couple reasons for that. We've just been waiting on the Lord to direct our paths on what to talk about. Um, we've been working on some interviews and just waiting for the right timing for all of those things. And so um, we're excited. Uh, we've got some great things planned, some great people um, on the roster to come and interview with us and talk to us. Um, but in the meantime, you get to hear me and Tracy talk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, our subject today is we would like to talk about spiritual warfare and being that that when you become a Christian, you are definitely in spiritual warfare um, from the get-go. Even before that, when you come to Christ, there's a warfare for your soul um, before you even come to the altar to make your first move, even coming to church. There's a warfare going on for your soul. Um, one, there's obviously many scriptures that help us deal with spiritual warfare, but the one that I think comes to mind for most of us and what came to my mind when I started studying for this was, um, in Ephesians six, it says Ephesians six and 10, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And I'm going to go on because eventually, but it goes on to talk about what the arm of God is. But Mm -hmm. before I get there, I just want to talk about this scripture, 6.12, Ephesians 6.12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And I cannot say, I cannot say this enough, how much that scripture is so true. Because like, there have been so many times, and I've dealt with this here recently, that I've dealt with things in the flesh, things that were, that seemed as though they were flesh and blood. But... They were much bigger than the flesh and blood. They were beyond that. I right. know that it was the devil working his his ways. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those powers of darkness. Yeah, those powers of darkness, exactly. And um, knowing that, going into my workforce or going into friendships um, or what seems to be friendships, I should say, um, dealing with people even, knowing that it's not them. It's not even me. It's not my flesh. It's not my blood. It's not their flesh, their blood. It's bigger than that. It's, Mm -hmm. well, I shouldn't say it's bigger. It's really less than that because the devil ain't bigger. But it's... There's powers. There's powers that are beyond flesh and blood. And knowing that, it's it makes it easier. Well, I shouldn't say easier, but it gives me something to pray for, pray against. Mm -hmm. I'm not praying against that person. I'm not praying... um, against my flesh i'm praying against satan against the devil against those darknesses against those principalities in the heavenlies 
Um, and it has made a huge difference in my walk with God. Right. Well, what happens is a spirit uh, usually controls a person, and that's what you are praying against. You bind those spirits, and for that person to be delivered, and you know, and sometimes it seems like you have a personal attack from someone. But really, like you said, it's a lot deeper than that. Usually it's a spiritual attack um, trying to distract you or trying to bring you down, make you think you're not worthy or, or, or whatever the reason. The spiritual Satan will come at you to discourage you, to try to give you a blow that you would quit church. or you know. But if you have the knowledge, the Bible says... We are not ignorant of the devil's devices. So um, when we recognize we have spiritual warfare and that we're not fighting against that person, we're fighting against the uh, spiritual wickedness of this world yes. and um, and pray against those spirits. That's because um, we have each other. We see each other. We I see Allison and she sees me and I see my kids and whoever, you know, I work with or whatever, I see flesh and blood, but there is such a bigger power, just like we have the power of the Holy Ghost in us that, um, you know, to help to help us, we walk, move, we, we have our being in the Holy Ghost, but uh, there are people that doesn't know God in the power of the Holy Ghost, they have dark darkness covering them they're blinded to even maybe what they're even subjected to uh in the spirit world uh the spirit world is so much bigger than we even think you know we see each, each other but the spirit there's spirits in this world there you know but god is greater um and definitely don't want to take away from that but we do need to recognize spiritual warfare what we are fighting against it's not each other we're yeah. fighting against spirits for the salvation or deliverance of people also um that's a big factor you don't pray that you know you want that person to come to knowledge of god but you have to pray and fight for them in the spirit of course that goes into intercession and it's, it's, which is bottom line spiritual warfare yeah um kind of going reiterating what you were saying about how um recognizing that 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 it is a spiritual fight and not a flesh flight um a lot of times you know we this isn't just happening to newcomers right this isn't and it's not just happening to the seasoned saints either i've noticed in my own life that when god's ministered to me when i've had a really good move of god at church on a Sunday night or whatever, Sunday or Wednesday night, that's when those spiritual warfares hit me hard. Right. And Hogan is like, even just here recently, we've been having some powerful, powerful services, services. And I have seen the wiles of the devil. I have seen it. God, uh, I have, I've been dealing with some stuff in my family and in work and um, friend, some friendship situations, just some stuff that's just been coming at me, coming against me. And I, I was talking to a friend about this. I was like, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. And I'm just like so overwhelmed. I just feel so burnt out and so weary. And she shut me up real quick. She's like, that's Satan. You told me you had that good service the other night. 
and he is just he's trying his might to stop what God's doing in your life. Not to discourage and and it's just to distract. Right. Distract and discourage. And it is so important that we realize that, mm-hmm. that we're aware of that. Because it's easy to say, Okay, all these bad things are happening, I'm just gonna quit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give up because I don't feel like fighting that fight. Mm-hmm. But when we know that it's not it's not the it's not flesh and blood coming against us. Right. It's something, you know, higher, bigger than that. But we've got something greater inside her. Right. Yeah. Um, who was it that came to our church the other night and said, greater, you know, obviously it's scripture, but he was talking about this at our church. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Right. You're bigger than all of this. You, what you've bigger. got is better and bigger and stronger than what's coming against you. And if you're aware, if you, if you are, like you said, you, you, um, you have that, um, awareness of this is what that is Mm -hmm. you know that this is spiritual it's a spiritual fight then you have you know what you need to do you're not going into it blind right and sometimes it takes someone saying hey uh, that's that's you're in spiritual warfare do you not realize like my friend did that's what what happens because a lot of time you're like um you saw well poor me or whatever, but then when you stop to realize, you know, hey, I'm I'm in a fight, you know, and don't let Satan win. Right, don't let Satan win. <laughs> I can't. I, that that's what keeps me going. Is like when I, you know, I'm having these these this, you know, I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to. It's too hard situation in my mind. I'm like, but if I do stop then I, it's not just me losing. It's Satan winning. I can't let that happen. Mm-hmm. But just like in the world, I mean, you got people that will fight at the drop of the hat, flesh and blood, or they'll fight for what they want to do or fight what they think is right. Mm-hmm. So um, Christians, it's time to get a backbone and fight for for what is right in the spirit. And yeah. My what I always stress yes. What I always stress to even newcomers, you know, learn to pray in the spirit because that's where the warfare comes and things will break in the spirit and more than you can even talk to someone. <clears throat> things will break in the spirit when you find yourself in prayer and um you can feel it in the spirit. Even like um we was praying the other night and just something broke in the spirit. I felt it. It was just like you stepping into another dimension of what, and it was the liberty of God, but it was spiritual warfare for uh, some souls that were there. Spiritual warfare for battles that they were facing to face. You know, you're already fighting the battle in the heavenlies when you when you pray in the spirit. So that, to me, is that the Bible says our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds. And that's in 2 Corinthians 10, I believe. And um, But mighty through God. Our, our weapons are mighty through God. And praying in the Spirit, that is one of the most powerful weapons we can have, that we do have. And praying the Word. Um I, I was in prayer, and I was pr- pouring my heart out to God, and, and you know, praying in the Spirit, and then um, I opened up my Bible, and the Lord said, you need to read, you know, so I opened up my Bible and started reading, and he said, so I, op- uh, I went to Psalms, and um, he said, 
because there was a psalm that I love praying. I mentioned it before and I haven't prayed it in a while. And I started reading it, you know, and I went through the armor of God, praying, praying the armor of God all during my prayer time. I'm reading it and praying it. Lord, I'm putting on the armor of God and we're going to cover that in just a few minutes. But, um, but just start praying the word and you put your name in there and, and you find that scripture and you just pray it and let the Holy Ghost, because when you pray the word, the word will accomplish for what it's sent out to do. It will not return void. And when you pray the word, you're reaching and you're praying, you're doing spiritual warfare. The sword of the spirit is, is our weapon. The sword of spirit is the word of God. It tells us that. So when we pray the word of God, what are we doing? Yeah. We're helping ourselves. We're getting all our flesh out of the way. We're yeah. cutting away things that we don't need to be atta attached to us. Like the Bible says, you, uh, the Bible says, lay aside every weight and sin that easily beset you. If I said that right, mm -hmm. I'm, I I'm so. not even sure if I'm quoting. I'm just going off the cuff here today. <laughs> so if I misquote, I uh, apologize. I will correct it. But lay aside, there's things that we allow in our life that every weight. Now, that might not be a sin. But if it's a weight that keeps you busy from somewhere else, a that you a distraction. Mm -hmm then, you know, lay it aside. But that's how the Word of God, that's what you're doing. When you're praying in the Spirit and praying the Word of God, you're cutting away those weights. You're laying down those sins because they get detached from you mm -hmm. in prayer, in mm -hmm. warfare. And the know? great thing about praying the Word of God is that when you don't have the words, the Word the has word the Word. The Word has the Word. That's right. I mean, that I you can't go wrong there. with that. I mean, that's right. I, so I was pouring my heart out, God, you see this, and you know this. And, and I, I was, of course, praying in the Spirit, but I was, you know, feeling everything that I, <coughs> that I was uh, praying, you know. But then I, the Lord just said, okay, it's time to read. And then when I started reading, I started praying it, you know. Pray, Lord, you know, uh, just put my name in there, you know, teach me thy ways, O Lord, you know, that I will uh, walk in your truth and unite my heart to fear your name, and I will praise you, and I'm putting me in there, you know, and then like when I read uh, what you just read, finally, brethren, uh, when it says finally, brethren, I mm -hmm. say finally, Tracy, <laughs> yeah. you know, That's finally, good. Tracy. Be you strong. Know, be strong. And yep. That's what I'll say. And, and, and I'm praying that. Finally, Tracy, be strong. And um, and then when I go into the armor of God, that I'll put on the whole armor of God, that I will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Yeah. And so I'll say that, and I'll put my name in there. I say, me, Tracy. And um, that's what the, the word is alive. It is for every day. It is... It's even though it's been written thousands of years ago through the inspiration of God to these men of God who wrote the scripture, it is alive today. It feeds me today and I can stand on his word and know that it is a faithful and it's true and it is a sword of the spirit, just like we talked about. Of course, I think I'm kind of jumping ahead of what Allison has, but. No, but fine. the sword of the spirit, the word of God, it also it cuts away stuff from us, but also uh, it attacks. 
it per cuts through what's going on in the spirit world. When you say the word of God, the the spirits have to split, move out of the way, because the word of God will stand forever, forever. And when you you just imagine that, when you're praying in the spirit and and you feel that, um, I don't know how to explain it. When you feel that uh, shift in the spirit, mm -hmm. you feel those spirits moving because it's it's God's presence that you're in, and they have to part. In the same way with the Word of God, when you speak the Word of God, those spirits have to flee. What what did Satan do? He left Jesus alone when he spoke the word. It is written. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's how he got through the temptations. Yeah. You know, so you just imagine uh, the Red Sea or just a cloud of fog or, you know, just fog real thick. And when you start speaking the word of the Lord, just imagine what it's splitting and becoming clear because that's what the word of God is doing in the spirit. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. <laughs> but, but that's... Um, Allison, I'll let you speak. No, oh, you're sorry. good. You keep going. I, I, one of the things that you said was um, you talked about how the word is alive. You know, Jesus is alive. Word is alive. It's, you know, forever and amen. Um, it's funny that you say that because Pastor actually was talking about that tonight, talking wow. about how um, when Jesus came out of the tomb and he spoke to Mary, he was alive. He was alive. And that was his message was that. I'm alive. I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> and she and that was her message that she had to go and preach out, you mm -hmm. know, tell everybody right. Jesus is alive. And I mean, it's so true. Which is what you're saying, it just kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of put it all together. Just, anyways, that's just my own little when you said that, I just kind of was like, "Okay, Lord, <laughs> I hear you." Yeah. <laughs> um you talked about the armor of God a lot and um, that is in the same scripture, Ephesians 6. It starts talking about the armor of God. And I feel like, and this is just my personal opinion, and maybe I'm an odd man out, I don't know. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But as a young person, relatively, I'm starting not to be young anymore, but <laughs> um, as a young person, especially in my younger years, I would hear the word spiritual warfare and I would think, oh, that's something for the elders of the church. Mm -hmm. That's something for, you know, the people who've been in church for a long time. And, you know, that's for mom and for grandma. That's not mm -hmm. for me. You know, that's not something I can do yet. I'm not quite there yet. But truth of the matter is, you, you, don't, you don't have to be a, a seasoned saint to pray spiritual warfare. Right. right? You, right. you can, you can be you, a baby in Christ. And, if you are filled with the Holy Ghost... You know, you have the power yeah. to um, tread upon serpents. Yeah. Um, the Bible says that. Yeah. But you have the power to, to tread upon serpents. That's a spiritual warfare. Yeah. I mean, you, you understand? Yeah. So you, when you are even a babe in Christ, now there there is a, a, a growing process, you know, but that's why I even encourage new babies in the Lord Learn to pray in the Spirit. Let those tongues just flow out of you because that's the Holy Ghost praying for you because the Bible says the Holy Ghost makes intercession for us. Yeah. When we don't know what to say, it goes with groanings and um, the Spirit prays through us. Yeah. But sometimes it's just, you know, the 
a babe in the Lord learning how to yield to that completely. Yeah. You know, it's learning. But but like I said earlier, spiritual warfare happens before you even come to church. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Someone might be praying for your soul, but you're in war within yourself because flesh and that, those dark spirits, <coughs> I'm not saying you're possessed with anything. I'm just saying there's, there's things when you're out in the world, these spirits attach themselves to you because you are subjected you you are in areas in places you don't need to be that spirits are or even like our pastor was talking about when you have tv on uh you have the internet on and things are flowing in flowing in where those spirits come by yeah. and says hey this looks like my house or they're letting me in yeah yeah you, you know what i'm saying and it may be an if you're not spiritual aware of of what's going on spiritually mm -hmm. then you you a lot of people in the world think um scary movies and stuff oh that's not real but in reality it opens a door for evilness to come in darkness you know yeah. darkness right and um because you get your conscience seared with the hot iron to spirits yeah. that you i mean you know and then then they find themselves in a dark place, yeah. you know, a dark place. Um, in reference to, you know, not feeling adequate enough to fight that spiritual warfare, to be in that kind of prayer, to be in the spirit. Um, I was, you know, trying to think of, okay, so how do we teach people to be in spiritual warfare how do you know you know like you said there's things that you can do you can um pray in the spirit pray pray, pray the word of god but then as this scripture talks about the armor of god and i want to talk about that for a minute because a lot of times we pray through this armor of god but we don't really know what, what all the pieces means. are and what it means and so i kind of broke it down so okay. bear with me you can interject yes. wherever you want to interject okay, but I'll try not to <laughs> no no no. you can please do i want you to um <laughs> Okay, so the first thing, it says that um, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. So um, I started studying some truth scriptures, and there's a lot. But first and foremost, Jesus is truth. Jesus is truth. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also from now on do you do know him and have seen him and philip said to him lord show us the father and it is enough for us jesus said to him i have been with you so long and you still do not know me philip well, whoever has seen me has seen the father how can you say show us the father do you not believe that i am the father and the father is me the words that i say i you say to you i do not speak on my own authority but the father who dwells in me does his works believe me that i am the father and the father is in me else believe on account of the works themselves truly truly i say to you whoever believes in me will also do the works that i do and greater works than these will he do because i am going to the father whatever you ask in my name this is what i will do and the father may be glorified in the son and if you ask me anything in my name i will do it right so i'm reading this and i'm like you know when i hear the truth obviously there's more that can go into that and you can go into you know um the truth of the gospel Mm -hmm. But the way I take it is, 
Jesus' truth. Jesus and speaking truth. his name. Speaking his name. Is going to fight off. I mean, oh, I've, yes. I've done oh, that yes. myself. I've been in situations where I did not have the words and I just spoke his name. Jesus. 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 And he fought those battles for right. me. He goes before me and he fights them before. for me. That's right. And so when I hear, you know, gird their loin with truth, that's what I'm thinking. All right, Lord, I'm going to gird my loin with you, with Jesus' name, with the name of Jesus, playing the blood over everything, playing your blood. name over everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's one way that you can um, fight this spiritual warfare. Playing blood and calling on the name of Jesus. Yes. Uh, the second thing that it says for us to do is put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness. Second Timothy says, All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Um, and then first John one and nine says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and to just and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, it's important that when we come before God and we're, you know, praying these spiritual warfare that we um, be free of sin, that we repent before we come before him, and that we rid all of the world that we've dealt with all day or all week and come before him completely clean and free of distraction, free of everything, completely surrendered to him. So that's one thing I think of. Um, Two, you know, Second Timothy talks about all scripture. Like you were talking about a minute ago, we have to speak that word. Um, a lot of times, once again, don't always have the words to say, but the Bible's always got the things to say. His word would never return void. Um, when I think about the breastplate of righteousness, I think about uh, it guarding my heart, um, and and I think about my my. The Bible talks about our righteousness is as a filthy rags, but His righteousness. So always. It's pure and true. And so I always say, Lord, put the breastplate of righteousness on me. But Lord, let it be your righteousness. Mine is filthy rags. I'm nothing in the presence of God. I'm nothing. Uh, you know, so um, and but that's to guard my heart. Lord, help me to guard my heart to from from things. You know, the attacks of, of what I'm going through or whatever. Guard my heart that it always stay pure. And true before God in my prayer. Um, And going back to our righteousness being a filthy rags, my righteousness is Mm self-righteousness. And we got to be careful not to. You got to be careful not to um, divulge in that. Um, And it's easy to do. I mean, it's human nature Mm -hmm. to put ourselves first. But we have to be careful of that. We've got to remember where we come from also. Yeah. Especially, you know, when you're praying for other people, you can't always... Um, you know, you look down on them, then you're not, you're not, right. that's not what God wants us to do at all. So right. Got to remember where we come from. So then the next step of the armor of God is your feet shod with the per- preparation of the gospel of peace. So um, I think about going into battle and how... Um, any story in the Bible, and there's multiple stories in the Bible, where God's army was far outnumbered. Multiple times this has happened. Where God's army was outnumbered. And I feel like that's me all the time going into prayer. Like, I'm outnumbered. <laughs> I've got more coming against me than I've got in myself. And um, 
but I think about these stories in the Bible where these men of God rose up and they did exactly what God told them to do. And I imagine they were scared. Being at peace doesn't mean that you're not scared. Truth. And that has been something that I've been battling with is that, okay, it's okay for me to be scared, but I'm going to put that fear in God's hands. And that's what peace is. Right. It's okay to be scared, but make sure that who's dealing with that fear, who's dealing with that worry, not you. Right. Trusting the Lord. That's what peace comes from is trusting the Lord. Going into spiritual warfare can be scary. It's nerve wracking, um, especially for a new believer or even just someone young, like kind of like myself, I'm sort of young, <laughs> um, who hasn't really, hasn't really done it a whole lot. I mean, I've had moments, but like, I, like I said, I'm still a novice and I'm still learning myself. And so, um, especially when you're praying such deep prayers, such, um, things that are beyond our human, um, understanding, I want that peace to come over me, that God's peace would just drape over me. And, um, when I don't know how to handle a situation, I know that I can come before him and pray about it. And I will have that peace. I will go in peace. Like my feet are shot everywhere I go. I'm going in peace. I'm not going with fear of what the devil's going to do fear of, um, all right, what's next. But knowing that God is in complete control and, um, having that peace that passes all understanding. Right. I um, I think of the same thing in a sense, but I also think about uh, wherever I step, Lord, put, put the uh, gospel of peace on my feet, and wherever I step, let there be peace that follows. Um, he was talking about having a peace of mind, and when you're in warfare, you need that peace. Also, um, I remember one instant in my life I was going through a really dark time uh, and I needed peace because um, I was in turmoil in my spirit because I you know I was in spiritual warfare and and you do need brothers and sisters to help you in in some things like such as that some when you're going through something really dark and and um, uh, you need your brothers and sisters to, to pray with you and help you and encourage you. Always be open for that. Uh, but my, uh, I had an aunt to call me and said that she's going to, her and my uncle was going to step up in prayer. And my, my aunt, my great aunt, and my grandmother was going to step into prayer. And then she asked me and my stepmother to step into prayer about the same time on a Sunday morning because I, Saturday night I was in such turmoil and she called me that Sunday morning and she said as soon as church starts you go you know ask your pastor to pray and we're all going to be standing in God's going to give you peace uh, and God gave me such a peace through that I was still going through a big storm a very very big storm and I didn't know what the outcome would be uh, on the other side but God gave me that peace that's part of the peace of the gospel of peace also because wherever I stepped you know when you know I want it to be peace you know even if you step into chaos you need you need to have that peace within yourself but yeah. I, but also I like I want people to realize when there's chaos and I come near those uh, that chaos I want them to know that there's a peace within 
in me that only comes from God. Yeah. So sharing the gospel of the peace, that's how I look at it. So, you know, that they would long for that also. Yeah. You know, someone that's going through things that don't even have God, that they can sense that peace and say, you know, they may be willing to or uh, um, intrigued to, to uh, ask for prayer or anything and so they can start seeking for that and so that's what I always pray that there be peace you know uh, you know in that but also like you was talking about earlier the peace of mind that only God can give the peace that passes all understanding yeah. and that song is uh, you may wonder uh, how I made it through the storm but it's the peace of God yeah. and, and their assurance of standing on his word so that that's how I look at the yeah. peace about it and I experienced that so yeah. um, so I know that is real 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 my grandmother is one of those type of people that wherever she steps into you can just feel the presence of God the minute she steps into the room and I don't know about you but that's what I want I want to have that kind of relationship with God that no matter where I go right. people know there's something different about me right. they feel like you said they feel that peace that circumferences right. you um, and something that can only come by the presence of the Lord. So I'm right there with you. All right. You have anything else you want to say about peace? Okay. So moving on. Um, the next thing is taking on the shield of faith where with we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God going back to scripture. If you are lacking that peace, you are lacking that faith, read the scripture because the scripture is chocked full of promises that right. will give you faith. that faith. Right. Um, there have been many times where I did not have the answer, but the Bible, our circumstances may change. We, I heard this at ladies' conference. Our circumstances may change, but the word of God never does. Never does. And so that's where my faith comes from. Right. Um, another thing that I think about is the fact that faith without works is dead um, and that... We cannot, um, we can't just have faith. We can't just, and this was another thing that we talked about at ladies conference. You're a child of the king. You are, you are the queen. Take your crown. Believe it with all your heart. Have that faith. But you can't just believe and put on the crown. You have to pick up your sword and fight too. That's right. Which goes back to faith without works is dead. You can't just believe. You have to fight as well. Right. Right. The the what I think about the shield of faith is when you're praying, um, you actually have the shield of faith that's actually is a weapon of of defense, of of blocking fiery darts. When I'm praying for my family, especially, I've seen something like in an old Viking movie or something. I don't know years ago, but this is how. I envision. I don't. I don't. You know where I seen this, or even if it was even real. I tried to look it up. I really didn't see anything like it. But in my mind, I think about uh, a shield that goes all the way down to the ground, all the way up above my head. I know you can't see when you're fighting, but it's they're pushing forward, and uh, it's blocking all of the darts, and they can move forward uh, as they go. And I'm thinking about me when I'm praying. My my faith is shielding uh, the whole my whole family, when especially when they're walking contrary to the word of God, 
and to the will of God. Uh, I, I think about, you know, when I'm pleading the blood of Jesus, I think, Lord, let my faith cover them and shield them and protect them. God. And the, the next one, I'll let you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, too, um, I like your point, and I want to bring this up, is that when you're a lot of times, more often than not, spiritual warfare, you know, we talked about all that it does for us, but spiritual warfare is not just about us. It's about our families. It's about those others that need a spiritual, a prayer warrior to step in for them right. and intercede for them. That is what it's about. And right. like you said, I mean, I'm praying those prayers over my family, and who else is going to do it if I don't? Right, so. right, right. And that's very important. Um, the When you are spiritual warfare, mostly it, it is for uh, someone so uh you know when you're interceding that's really what it is I mean, you can go through spiritual warfare but it also it's a breakthrough in that you know uh for other lost souls not only your family or who who whatever god puts on your heart to pray whoever yeah. like, because you know just like we was talking about earlier about um you come into the Lord, there's a spiritual warfare before you even come when God starts dealing with you and everything else. But sometimes it it takes a person, God laying that person's uh, soul on someone else's heart or your heart to pray them to be victorious, to push them through vic- to, to victory, to yeah. come to the Lord. You know, um, just there's an old song, uh, Lord, lay me on some prayer warrior's heart that they're praying for you. and Or or there's another old song I think about, Someone Prayed for Me. You didn't get here by yourself. Someone someone was on their knees fighting for your soul. Uh, so always remember that. And so when God lays someone on your heart, Don't ignore you know, it. Don't ignore it. And take that shield of faith and yeah. guard that soul with your faith that you have, that weapon, that that tool, that uh, uh, protection, you know, guard, let that faith be down in front of that person when you're fighting for their soul. Because you don't know, it might be at a very moment, I heard um, uh, Brother Doug Kleinsdance uh, talked about when he was, before he was saved, he was a, he said he had the Holy Ghost when he was younger, but anyways, his testimony was, if I can uh, remember it correctly, but he was, uh, in a bedroom uh listening to rock music and everything and then all of a sudden uh there was you know he felt demons coming and and all that and all of a sudden he something made a noise and it scared him and he got up and cut the light on and then he started praying but he said later that he found out that he had an uncle at that very moment that God put on put him on his heart and he was interceding he was in spiritual warfare on his knees for his soul so always 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 when god deals with you for for someone you know put that shield of faith over them and help them pull through to victory to find the lord to you know to bring them to that point um i think that's always important um to do that um well it's vital it's vital to someone's soul to be saved so uh I've heard many stories myself of situations like that where someone's name, heart, came into their heart and they prayed a prayer and just in that time they were saved from something or um, they could feel their prayers um, many a times. Even people who were not even in the church. My sister said that she felt our prayers at one point 
who is, she's a devout atheist, very much so, is completely against anything church-related. And she even said one time when she was dealing with some stuff and she could feel our prayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's huge. Right. Um, I, I've experienced it many times, people praying for me, but also a lot of times, and this is kind of what I was thinking about, is how do you know that God's put this person on your heart? How do you know that it's from the Lord? I don't know about you and how it, how God deals with you and how, you know, he talks to you. I mean, it's different for every person. You've got to learn how to listen for that. But for myself, it's usually the most randomest things. Like, um, 3 a.m. I wake up and just some random person is on my mind. Like, someone I'm not even necessarily close to, but they're on my mind. I know for a fact that that's not me. That's the Lord laying something on my heart. And that's happened to me a lot of times. But sometimes it's, um... A little less uh, abrupt than that. Sometimes it's just a simple, um, I see something and it makes me think of somebody. Even if it's not from God, it don't hurt to pray for them. So, I mean, if, they're, if their name is on your heart, I say just go ahead and pray. Even if it's not from the Lord, right. pray for them. Um, they know, I, I, if my name's on your heart, pray for me. Even if I don't need anything, I'm sure I'll need it later down yeah. the road. So, yeah. but that, That's what I think about the shield of faith. And so when we're praying, I really think um, you you guard yourself with the shield of faith to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, but also cover someone else. That's what, I mean, that's my thoughts now. Um, the next one is the helmet of salvation. Now, um, I might step on some toes, but once saved, always saved. It ain't the truth, y'all. Um, we can lose our salvation. And um, that is what I think about when I, read the scripture is putting on a helmet of salvation that um i'm guarding myself my mind from anything that could take that salvation from me um the devil's going to tempt you he's going mm-hmm. to try to push you in the other direction and it's so important that our heart our, our minds are guarded so that he can't that he has no uh, authority over us and and um that temptations and the wiles of the devil cannot harm us and take us away from our salvation um when i was a kid my pastor at the time brother mike williams in apopka florida he told this story about a house and how inside this house was a beautiful treasure um, inside of a treasure chest and he um, likened that to the holy ghost you've got this holy ghost and it's a beautiful treasure and it's inside your heart your house is, um, the house that you've built around it is your righteousness. It's your good deeds. It's you following the word of God and obeying the word of God. Um, and then he said, but for me, for my salvation, I need further protection. I don't want it to just be my my good deeds and my righteousness that's keeping me because those things can fade as well. They, a, a burglar could easily get into that. So I'm going to put a fence up around my house with a lock on the door. And he likened those fences to standards and how those things uh, you know you may look at them and say they're not heaven or hell but they are for me because they're keeping my salvation they're they're guarding my mind they're guarding my heart from um from the world it's keeping me and um so that's what i think of when i think of the helmet of salvation is putting on that helmet putting that fence around my house guarding me from anything that could possibly take me away from my salvation Um, why I, when I pray about this uh, hymn of salvation and how I think about it uh, I think about uh, Second Corinthians it talks about uh, we uh, 
Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, pulling down strongholds, and casting down imagination, and every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity, uh, bringing, bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. So I'm thinking about I, the helmet of salvation is guarding my mind and my thoughts. And if I have anything that's not, I'm casting those imaginations down that's not of God. And I'm thinking about um, bringing every thought into the obedience of Christ because I want my thought pattern. The Bible says, uh, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So that's what I think, Lord, this helmet of salvation to guard my mind and let let my thoughts be, you know, of you and what you would think, you know, let my thoughts be, uh, let this mind be in me, Lord, that was in Christ Jesus. That's how I pray when I put on the helmet of salvation. Next part of the armor of God. And one of my favorite parts is the sword of the spirit. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We've talked about this multiple times, but praying God's word. Oh my goodness. There ain't nothing like it. It says on here, it's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. I mean, I could go in battle with a sword, but I don't know about you. I'd rather go in battle with the word of God. I think it's going to help me win this battle a little bit better. There are so many scriptures that I talk about uh, that I pray whenever I'm praying. One of them is, you know, when I'm praying for healing, I talk about how he took those stripes on his back so that we could be healed. I pray about, I pray, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to fear no evil. I pray about, um, he knows the plans for me. Thoughts are higher than my thoughts. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. You know, I don't always have the answers, but God always does. And like I said earlier, there's so many promises in the Bible. Um, And there's also scriptures in the Bible that are the right things to say against the world, against the wiles of the devil. Like, not just promises, but there's there's, um, scripture that we can pray that we can pray against the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we're going into spiritual warfare, I don't always have the words to say, but God always has the words to say. And so I turn to his word. Well, let me say this too. Another thing, um, sort of the spirit. I know it talks about the word of God, but also praying in tongues. Um, it's so important that we pray in tongues because once again, we don't always have the words, but the Holy Ghost living in us, it does. And um, it's the Bible says that when we... Um, when we take on the name of Christ, we're new creatures and that everything that he does, we'll do even greater things than he. So I may be weak. I may be nothing, but in the spirit of God, with the power that I have with the Holy ghost, I can fight off anything. Cause I have him living inside of me. Right. I, I, I do feel like it is very, very important to pray in the spirit. Um, I'll touch on that in just a minute, but I want to go back up talking about the, the Word of God, when the sword of the Spirit being the Word of God, it, it will cut things from you, and it'll also cut things, you know, what what happened when, when Satan come to tempt Jesus? What did Jesus do? He didn't, <clears throat> he, he didn't have a conversation. He st- spoke the Word. It is written. And so, um, 
we need to use a word in in our battle in our prayer and you my favorite scripture you know you talk about different scriptures that you use and pray is i love praying psalms 86 i pray uh, ephesians 6 and 10 i pray second corinthians 10 i, I pray all of those uh, scriptures and even more uh if there's there's one about uh, he's mighty to save i pray that for my kids i put my kids names in places and so that's all important to pray the word of god but also praying in the spirit is very important i always encourage any new convert or any body you know pray in the spirit because when you pray in the spirit the enemy doesn't know what you're saying so and he doesn't know the, your thoughts he doesn't know your intentions unless you speak them but if you pray in the spirit the spirit of god makes intercession for you and so you have victory there's victory coming when you pray in the spirit i remember as a kid uh, i didn't even realize i was going through spiritual warfare i was learning learning how to pray and when i went across the street and pray with those ladies but even as a child i was going through some spiritual warfare there was a lot of spirits that i didn't even recognize that i was fighting until now looking back i see those uh the warfare that i was in but i learned how to warfare but you know we was talking about brothers and sisters in the lord uh, those ladies they allowed me to go into their home uh, to their home and and they prayed and i learned how to pray but they were letting me pray and touch god but they were encouraging me to do the same and praying in the spirit and um uh, that's very very important to learn how to pray in the spirit and i think uh, a lot of times that's uh hard for some people but once they start and um once they start learning how to you know get a hold of god in that manner you know and praying in the spirit and letting the holy ghost pray through them you you know you may be praying for someone that you don't even have a clue that you're praying for you know maybe not just for yourself you know the spirits making intercession but you might be in in interceding for someone across the, the waters across seas across uh the nation uh for a missionary you don't know or a soul that you have no clue you don't even know what's done in the spirit but you got to yield yourself to that and but for new converts I always encourage them because when they start learning how to pray in the spirit, they learn how to really get deep in the Lord and to, to be able to fight spiritual warfare and put on the whole armor of God. That's what they're doing when they're praying like that. <clears throat> so the sword of the spirit, I think about uh, it's a warfare because that's what happened when, when Satan came to Jesus. You know, he spoke the word. When he tempted him with things, he spoke the word. It is written. Yeah. He spoke the word so that that does that but also i think about uh and also uh when you're praying there's things that you let go in prayer um you know when you get closer to god flesh there's going to be no flesh going glory in the presence of god so when you get closer to god that sword the word you know it it purges you it it maybe trims you up you know so you yeah. can so you can produce fruit and there's things that might have to be cut off of you, but the only the Word of God can do. And when God does it, it does, He does it right. right. It's not, 
it's it's not uh, hurtful, damaging. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It may be hurt, you know, when you have to get things cut off of you, you know, to be purged or whatever through the Word of God, through the preach Word of God also. You know, that does that. It it busts you and then it, clean, you know, uh, gives you that um, uh, polish, I guess that's what I'm saying. You know, when the Word of God busts those knots off of you or the, that that thing that's just not right, you know, or, you know, even the, the Bible says lay aside every weight and sin. And I think about the weight of God, the weight that you have. And it could it, something might not even be sin, you know, but it's a weight that prevents you from praying, prevents you from reading God's word, prevents you getting closer to the Lord. Yeah. It can be, it can, it becomes sin, yeah. you know, so. Uh, so the sword of the spirit, the word of God, it's very powerful and it can help you grow, can help you understand. And but it's his word is alive. Also, there's things that you can go through. You open up the book and you, there it is. The Lord's done gave you a word that is just as much alive today that it was the day it was written when the when the man of God pinned it down on paper and you open it up. It's just as much it can speak to me today as much as it did to the man that wrote it down on paper so um going back to praying in the spirit just today actually uh i have been feeling sick on and off for three weeks with different things it just seems like it's one thing after another and i about had my wits in with it today i was like i'm so over this i've gone to the doctor i've prayed over it myself and just seems to like it's just not ending and so i prayed I, I called the woman that I know that is a prayer warrior who um, I know if she opens her mouth, God's going to hear it. And so I called my grandma and um, I just kind of told her, I was like, hey, just mention my name in prayer. She goes above and beyond, of course, and begins to pray with me right there on the cell phone. Now, granted, this woman lives 200, 300 miles away, but even on the phone, 200, 300 miles away, she starts speaking in tongues. I can feel the Holy Ghost right there in my car as I'm talking to her. And I just, all of a sudden, within seconds of her speaking in tongues and pleading the blood over my life, I felt just a peace wrap around me. And I felt instantly better. I mean, instantly. Mm -hmm. So um, the Spirit of God is uh, a powerful thing. And it is not to be questioned or reckoned with. It is, it is, uh, I'm a testament of how powerful it is just from today, but many times before too. Um, I've seen the Spirit of God do some amazing things. Um, it's beautiful. Ain't right. nothing like it. Right. Uh, I want to touch on uh, the spiritual warfare is another tool that we have. Our weapons are not carnal. They're mighty through God. Yeah. And pulling down a stronghold. I want to think about you praying and fasting. Um, you can't have spiritual warfare can't talk about spiritual warfare without talking about fasting. Faith without works is dead. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think um, there's a, a, a man brought his child to the Lord, and he said, "I brought brought him to your disciples, and you know they couldn't help help me with my child." But then the Lord just spoke to the death and dumb spirit and said, "Come out and never to return." And the disciples were like, "How you know why couldn't we do that, Lord?" But he said, some come only out by prayer and fasting. And I think when you link your prayers uh, with fasting, there is a um, 
first of all, you're you are getting your flesh under subjection, and when you're under when you're under your you're under the authority of your pastor and and your uh, and the Lord, and then if you're married, your husband, if all of that's lined up, and then when you go into you know into your fasting, you put all of that in order. You're getting your flesh under subjection, uh, you know, and so when when you line up with that, when you add prayer to the to prayer and fasting. There's going to be some quick answers. God, the warfare, heaven and earth, uh, you know, they're, the spirits are, they're, it's, it's moving, you know, yeah. when you start submitting. And, uh, but there, there's people, uh, there's Satanists that fast, you know, so how much more should we as Christians fast and pray and ask God for deliverance of lost souls and that there be birth into the kingdom of God and yeah. in, in situations that you know a lot of times we're uh, you know some people it, it takes a commitment to do that but when you do that it's it's um, it takes you to a new dimension to, right yeah. you're right about that oh, you know um, like I said I'm still novice at this um, I'm still learning myself and I mean I've been in church my whole life but I know that there's people who are like me who just don't know a bunch about it. Um, but there's also people who are just now coming into the church and are learning the first time themselves. And it can be um, daunting in a way. Um, you don't feel like you are adequate or that you have what it takes to do this. Um, that you aren't spiritual enough. Blah, blah, blah. That is a lie from Satan. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, you put that flesh under subjection. Um, it's not about you anymore. Right. It's about God and what he can do through you. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you have the power right. to bring down strongholds. Right. Right. You have that power. So don't let Satan or anyone else deter right. you from that. Right. Stand firm in what the word says. And the word says that you have power. Right. So believe it. Um, right. And fasting will get you there. Fast, fasting will take that flesh that you're so worried about that you feel like is you know makes you unworthy. Right. It will take that flesh and put it under subjection so that it's no longer an issue. It's not about right. you anymore. It's about God and the kingdom. And when you when you do that, there's things that's moved. There's mountains being moved. You may not even see the full effect right immediately of your fast. and um, But there's things that move in the spirit that only prayer and fasting can do. Yeah. Only prayer and fasting can do. And that's a warfare uh, you know, when you when you start praying and fasting, you are down. You, you're you're down in the tree. You're you're at warfare, yeah. and you may be fighting for someone. So that's why I felt um, a few years ago I went into some serious fasting, and and I was fighting for someone's soul, and um, and God brought them to brought them to a place. We had to make some decisions, you know. God brought them to that place, and I seen it, yeah. and I know God did that. And but I continue to keep praying and fasting yeah. because I want to see things broken off of people. When you when you fasting breaks the yokes of bondage, it it looses the heavy burdens, it it uh, looses it tears down strongholds. But I think when when the church realizes. Uh, you know, prayer and fasting, how um, it gets the flesh out of the way is what it does. Uh -huh. uh, Daniel fasted for 21 days and prayed, but there was spiritual warfare in the heavenlies. 
because he was praying and fasting and wanting to answer that you know he didn't quit until 21 days is when the when the angel come to him said i've been trying to get to you for 21 days but the warfare was going on so don't ever be discouraged if you're praying and fast don't be don't be discouraged hang on to whatever god placed in your heart to do yeah. that fast you keep doing that until uh you're completed until god releases you of that uh some friends and i uh, went on a fast just last week and um we took turns of fasting and you know we said at certain time days we all talked to our pastors and make sure it was good with them you know because you you got to contact your pastor you got to be in obedience and, and submission under your pastor you you let them know what you you want to fast and he'll and you need a prayer covering because when you go into fasting you're opening yourself up to the spirit world and you need that pastor to cover you because um it's very important because you're opening yourself to the spirit world and you need to you need that spiritual covering that blood covering yeah and so anyways we we did that and one of the girls is wanting to be filled with the holy ghost and i have you to know sunday morning she got filled with the holy ghost That's awesome. and i you know the bible says um whoever hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled we have some other things that we're praying for but i know god is working in this in in the spirit world that i don't see there's a song we sing even when i don't see it you're working yep. and and i know when you commit yourself to that kind of warfare uh, you are going to see the results of that yeah so for sure yeah um moving down in ephesians says that and for me the utterance may be given unto me that i may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which i am an ambassador in the bonds that therein i may speak boldly and i as i ought to speak um once again going into warfare is a scary thing it's a daunting task but with the spirit of god we have that boldness that can come upon us and go mm -hmm. into it with no fear knowing that god is bigger than anything that we come across Right. And it's super important that we do that. We can't go into this with without faith and with fear that Satan's going to triumph. We have right. to go in there with boldness, believing and anticipating what is to come. Right. I know um, <clears throat> when um, I, before I started giving Bible studies, home Bible studies, I was like, Lord, I want to give a Bible study. I want to know how to give a Bible study. I, I don't know how. But, Lord, I really want to do that. And I was praying in Ephesians 6. And uh, and I've seen that, the the 19 and 20. And I started praying that. And I said, Lord, this is this is what I need. So I started praying that also. Yeah. And the Lord had opened doors for me to give home Bible studies. And I'm, I'm still learning. But uh, I pray that every day. And I'm like, Lord, you know, open my mouth to speak boldly the mysteries of God of the gospel and, and so to make it known to them to make you know help me to be able to teach and you know uh to make the mystery of the gospel known to them that they right. could receive the gospel too the good news and so and the great thing about that is god will do it right. you pray that prayer That's he's right. going to give you the His words word to say. will not return boy uh <laughs> so. i can't i mean there's been so many times where i did not have the words to say i mean even last a couple sundays ago when i was preaching i 
I don't even, I look back and I was like, I don't even remember saying that. That was all the Lord because I didn't even have that in my notes. But God took control. He was in charge because I put him in charge. Right. And uh, I asked for the same thing. God, go before me. Let it not be about me, but right. about you. Right. And you yeah. give me the words. You give me right. the wisdom. Right. And sure enough, that's exactly what that's he did. That's what he'll do. He'll do it every Acts, time. Acts 1 says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. I mentioned this scripture before, but there it is in black and white. I mean, you're going to receive power once you have that Holy Ghost. Right. There's nothing to be scared of. God's given you the power that you need. Mark 11, 23 says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Um, I mean, that's a powerful scripture, but I think the key word that I think about when I read that is that doubt not doubting i mean it's human nature for us to doubt so it's hard to go into this not having some some slick of doubt um they talked about this at ladies conference how um esther was so scared to go before the king she was so worried about it because that was supposedly against the law mm -hmm. but she kept she was still thinking of herself as a servant girl Right. She, she forgot she, that she was a queen. She was married right. to that king. Right. So there was nothing to be scared of. And a lot of times that's exactly what we're doing. We're going throughout this still thinking ourselves as the world and not a child of the, of, of the king. Mm -hmm. But honey, you are. You are a child of the king. Rise up and take that mantle take right. and fight it with, every with, with all the power that you have now. Um, John 14 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believeth on me... The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And we know that name to be Jesus. So go with that boldness in Jesus' name, believing that you've got what it takes to fight this battle. And if you don't, God's going to give it to you. He's going to equip you with whatever you need. Praying in the Holy Ghost, that's going to be a really uh, big thing. And when you, when you have the Holy Ghost, you have power, just like you said. And God has equipped you with the Holy Ghost. And so go and, just like you said, fight the battle and wage war on the enemy because you have the weapons uh, that God has given us. We have uh, great weapons. They're not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Mighty through God. And when you submit to God and you pray and you, you're doing all of this stuff and those weapons automatically, when you the praying the word, you got that sword of the spirit. Yeah. You see, and when you believe, you have that faith, you have that faith garden, you you quenching all the fiery darts. When the devil says, you can't make it, you, you guard that. And yes, I can make it because I have faith in God and I know that God has called me. And you have the Holy Ghost to stand. And when you have the helmet of salvation, when you have thoughts, you you can uh, pull down those, cast down those imaginations because you have the helmet of salvation. You have the breastplate of righteousness. You can be righteousness with his righteousness. And you can have the belt of truth on because you have you can stand in truth to know who Jesus Christ is in you and and um, in the knowledge of the truth of his word. Yeah. And then, then um, what, what's the, the the shoes of peace, the shod with preparation of gospel peace. Let there be peace. Walk everywhere you walk. Let there be peace. 
follow you and where other people see you. Even you can walk into the middle of chaos and there will be peace. So put on that whole armor of God. Pick up your sword and fight like a good soldier. Be a good soldier for the Lord. Win souls through prayer. And you have to also witness to people because that's what the Holy Ghost said. You are witnesses. You yeah. shall receive power to be witnesses. And when you're in, when you have, when you're in prayer, when you come out of prayer, you go out into the world. Guess what? They can sense that sense of, hey, they've been with God today, and you know they feel that peace. They feel whatever. They feel that mighty warrior yeah. coming through. And you know if there's chaos in their life, they know that you you have that answer that you can. Uh, lead them to the Lord, you know. Yeah. Um, going back to you saying we're witnesses, um, Spencer, my husband, actually talked about this once that um, it, it is it is part, it's almost our duty to to tell the gospel and part of that is your testimony. Tell people of what has happened, what God has done for you because it's going to boost their faith. If he, And he gives the analogy, if, um, if I say I can catch you, you jump off that building and I'm going to catch you and you jump off, are you going to believe me? Well, no, probably not. But if you see me catch uh, Brother Guth or someone who's much larger than me, uh, you're gonna and you see me catch him with no problem and get them to the floor safely, you're going to automatically believe that, oh, yeah, if they can get him, they can sure get me. And that's exactly what our testimony does. If God, if we said it on Sunday on that song, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. And there ain't no um, better witness than that. Your testimony will lead people to Christ more than anything. And God... God the, uh, the will of God is that he, he come that no man shall perish. He doesn't want anyone. He did not create hell for men. It was for uh, Satan and his angels. It is not for us. So if you go to hell, you are an intruder. So his will is for every man to be saved. So your witnesses, your witness can. Some people might feel like they're too too bad to be saved or I'm too far gone. But, uh, you know, it's, it's God's will that you will be filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name and to serve him and, and come over to the winning side. That, yeah. you know, that's, it's God's, that's God's plan. He, it's not his plans for any man to perish. Right. I believe that wholeheartedly. I actually talked about that a little bit on Sunday that um, it's, it, there ain't nothing like what we've experienced in the world and it's not to say that life is going to be easy living for God all the time but at least if when I do go through those hard thing times which you will I have the Lord fighting my battle I'm not doing this on my own I couldn't do it if I was doing it on my own there ain't no way I would not be here today well that brings me back to uh, that thought about what of how much of the value of a man's soul that God and Satan wore after yeah, it. The value of a man's soul. So it's easy. If you're not living for God, it's easy. Well, I wouldn't say it's easy. I mean, because of the uh, the wages of sin is death. Life's but what, you know, life what. is hard. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. when you don't have, you don't have, but what I'm saying is it's easy to give up. But then what are you going back to? Yeah. You know, that's my question. What are you going back to? You know, going back to chaos, going back to crazy. But, you know, even even in the warfare of living for the Lord, it's, you know, when you have God on your side, you know. Um, ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. Nope. That's right. That's 
world does not You can compare. be victorious. You can be victorious. You can uh, live for God. You can be a witness to to your peers and your family. You know, you can through the Lord. Brother Myers come through the other day and he was preaching at our church and he said, I can pray. I will pray. So and I will see results. I yeah. will. And so I think about it, I can pray. I can fast. I will see results. I will pray. I will fast. And there will be uh, answers to my prayer, you know. So that's how you have to look at it. I can yeah. and I will. Yeah. So, and, uh, any you know, anybody can throw in a towel and turn around and walk back. But it takes a good soldier to stand firm. To stand firm. And you can do it. You can. You have what it takes. You have. You got the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Ain't nothing stopping so. you but your flesh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Share this podcast. Uh, subscribe to and it. Hopefully it won't be two months before right. we get back on again. <laughs> we do have a lot of people lined up. We just kind of get the work at the times. So um so I'll be looking forward to that and we apologize for uh a delay in a, a new release of our podcast. But we hope you enjoyed this. Uh love and praying for all of you guys and uh see you next time. Mm-hmm.